Writing Matters with Dr. Troy Hicks is a writable podcast. Find more episodes and subscribe on your favorite platforms. And if you want to learn how to grow great writers, check out writable.com. In this episode, Troy speaks with Gerard Dawson, a high school teacher of eight years, author of Hacking Literacy, an education blogger, and host of the new podcast series, The EdTech Startup Show. Gerard and Troy discuss how their teaching methods have changed since the start of their careers and what drives them to teach writing to students year after year. Welcome. Today we are uh, speaking with Gerard Dawson, who I originally met when he reached out to me through my blog in 2014, um, talking about his experience reading one of my books, Crafting Digital Writing, which uh, I look forward to talking a little bit about some digital writing and other things with you today. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Troy. It's it's funny. I was just thinking about how we initially connected. It's it's cool. It's been five years. We on and off had lots of good conversations about uh, teaching, writing, and, and technology since then. So I'm happy to be talking to you. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to hearing some more about what you're doing right now, especially around this idea of digital health and screen time and thinking about what's going on uh, with the kids in your classroom as well as the, the kiddos you have at home. I know it's a question that I have in my house with my teenagers all the time. So we're going to jump right in and get to it. I wonder if you could give a little bit of a background on where you're at in your teaching career and um, you know what uh, your day-to-day teaching life looks like right now. Yeah, sure. So right now I am a uh, full-time high school English teacher in Heightstown, New Jersey at Heightstown High School, which is part of the East Windsor Regional School District, right in the, the elusive central New Jersey, which some people claim do, does not exist, uh, either in the north or the south. But gotcha. I, I've been uh, teaching there for, for, this is my sixth year and um, eight years in high school classroom overall. Is that correct? Yeah, well, uh, time flies. Um, so I, I teach, uh, this year I teach all sophomores, uh, just a, a couple different of the English courses that we, that we um, offer here, uh, including one that I'm really enjoying exploring, which is a, a combined English and history humanities course, where we do some interdisciplinary projects and um, the content, you know, really ties together across the two courses. So that's what my that's what my current situation of of teaching looks like. Um, and then on the as you mentioned, on the uh, my off hours, I also spend some time um, writing about about teaching and education and technology as well, just exploring things that are on the top of my mind and and. Um, things that I'm trying out in the, in the classroom. Fantastic. And uh, you said all sophomores right now, all day long? Yes, so 15. Good, good on you, good on you. <laughs> having, having a sophomore here in my own home. <laughs> so. Fantastic. Well, let's get right to it. You know, as I mentioned, you know, we can probably talk philosophy about teaching writing for an hour or longer, but I'm really interested in hearing from you. Like, what is your go-to strategy? Knowing, of course, you've got a whole toolbox and multiple things that you could pull from. What's working really well for you right now with those sophomores? What's the strategy that you've been trying out this year and uh, having some success with? Yeah, good question. So 
I like this question because it's really a place where I've changed, <clears throat> changed my mind over the past few years of teaching. If you asked me three or four or five years ago, I probably would have said um, basically focusing on motivating, inspiring, offering options for topics and letting students kind of run wild from, from there. While those are still important parts of my teaching, right now my go-to strategy is really showing students options for what their writing could look like, not telling them what it should or has to look like, but, but basically that takes the form of, of presenting models or outlines or structural arrangements, or even at the sentence level, um, sentence templates, especially with some of my students who are, for example, um, recently exited ESL or English language learners. So really my go-to strategy right now is giving students lots of options for what their writing can look like. So they can focus on, two, well, two parts. One, so they can focus on um, putting their good ideas into those structures. And two, so they get to see lots of examples of what good writing looks and sounds like. So they can begin to internalize those styles and structures and then eventually begin to make them their own. That's great. And if the question of just picking the one strategy wasn't hard enough, maybe I could ask you to pick one mentor text, at least something that's come up for you in the last week or two. Have you found a particular essay or book or even that one great sentence that has helped inspire some of your kids? Uh, one that I'm just coming back to a lot right now is, uh, it's a popular one, They Say, I Say, the, the Moves That Matter for Academic Writing, because I, I've found, and I'm not the first person to talk about this, I know um, Dave Stewart, who, whose blog I read often, he, he writes a lot about how argument is a, is a way to engage kids in, in almost any text or topic we're, we're, that you have in the classroom. So some of the, um, the templates and structures that are in They Say, I Say, uh, I think it's by uh, Jerry Graff and uh, I can't remember the other author right now. Kathy um, Birkenstein. Yeah. Right, right. Kathy Birkenstein. Yep. Thank you. Um, that's been one of my, my go-tos this year. Excellent. Great. Well, and just as a little tech tip, have you found that uh, Google Doc that's out there where you can copy and paste all those templates for your student? I think Dave might have created that, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I think he did. And it's on it's linked to all of my Google Classrooms for my different sections, and we, we refer to it frequently. Awesome. We'll try to get that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Great. So as we kind of think then about um, the, moving from the teaching strategy into the providing feedback, this effort that all English teachers are making all the time in order to get their students moving forward, uh, what is working well for you in particular as a teacher trying to provide feedback to your students? And maybe even what's working well for your students as they're providing feedback to one another? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good question. Um, again, this is something where I'm always evolving and changing, trying out a new approach. Uh, really, just now my approach is trying to make it sustainable. Now with you know having 100 or, or more students as it can be and wanting them all to write a lot, I, I find that quick, quick feedback fast 
um, ideally right there in class while it's while the students are writing is is my favorite approach and um, things like uh, you know Google just Google Docs themselves or or Go Guardian <clears throat> and being able to easily uh, click into students documents leave them a quick note even in the chat function where we can have a, a quick digital conference and they can keep writing right away um, that's how I've tried to modify the typical writing workshop to, to give students lots of feedback um, in an efficient but sustainable way. Also, you mentioned uh, the link to the Google Doc with they say, I say templates in there. Give students, sending students resources and, and giving them links uh, that they can use to, to evaluate their own writing and make their own corrections or, or revisions is something I, I like to do as well as opposed to just telling students, here's what to fix, here's how to, how to fix it. Um, so that's, I guess, in, in terms of me to, the, me to the students' feedback. I'm also really interested in peer-to-peer in -peer feedback, uh, just because I think it, it, when it's very hard to do right, but when done right, it really, I think, just raises the level of, of the um, engagement and, uh, the community in the classroom and even the, the seriousness devoted to the writing task when, when you can get all the kids to be genuinely looking to help each other improve uh, i think that's a great situation so i definitely um tried out and enjoyed using writable for for peer feedback um it's interesting because before writable was available i was trying to do something similar with uh, paper or just with Google Docs of having students share with each other. Um, and while it's possible, it's clunky and would kind of waste time. So I really like how students are able to basically anonymously view each other's essays in, in quick succession and, and give each other feedback because it, it improves the, the writer's piece as they get peer feedback, but then it really improves the, the reviewer's um, writing ability when they see the examples of what's possible from their classmates and also when they're asked to to view their classmates writing uh, through the lens of a an evaluator and a responder i really like that that process of having students view a few examples of their classmates writing um, to to give feedback and, and response to it wonderful good to know that you're able to find that kind of balance and that, that time where you're able to give them that feedback, allow them to see the ways that you provide that feedback. They have other tools and resources that they can then draw from as they provide feedback to one another. So really good to hear. Well, yeah. So what is it that is on your mind? What's fueling you right now with your teaching? We, we know that teaching always takes uh, that extra bit of motivation and encouragement and support. Um, so what's fueling you? What defines your work as a writer, as a teacher of writing? And what are you working on right now that's uh, helping to keep you motivated and keep you going? Mm -hmm. Well, <clears throat> I think we, we teach in a, in a very unique time with the, you know, the rapid rate of change that, that's happening you know, worldwide and, and certainly within education too. But I'm, I'm kind of comforted by the fact that literacy 
and the need for it is is not going anywhere. You know, maybe we have different tools, different media, but those who can read, write, speak, listen, you know, critically think, evaluate well, um, will, I think, be able to, you know, make a a good life for themselves, or at least improve their their situation. Um, it's just a you know foundational belief for me. So because of my own life, I, I've had people who've taken the time to introduce good books to me or, or read my writing and respond to it. Um, uh, that's, that's really what motivates me is to give students literacy, literacy skills that while even if, you know, none of them become English majors in college, as my, uh, my mentor and super supervisor from student teaching, Bill Souter, he told me, uh, you have to teach your students as if maybe a few of them will be English majors, but probably not. You know, how would that, how would that reframe things? So just with the, I think the, the utility of uh, being able to read and write well, that's what, that's what motivates um, me to teach my students. And, and also just being, a, as you kind of hinted at, what am I working on? Just being uh, a practicing writer, and, and loving it keeps me motivated because I get to work with the craft that I enjoy every day in in school. Um, of course, it can be you know it's a little daunting and, and can be tiring to to help a uh, hundred plus students improve at writing. Just getting to work with that uh, craft with the students every day is is something else that um, that really motivates me and. Uh, you mentioned a little bit before about the topics that I'm interested in. I'm really looking right now to explore, you know, in what ways do we use technology to improve education? Um, and in what ways do we need to be mindful of, of, the, uh, of a healthy approach to, to uh, use technology in education too? So that's something I'm exploring in my own writing and trying to um, see what implications it has for, for my, for my teaching too. Yeah, I really appreciate that list of questions that you generated just a few weeks ago with one of your earlier blog posts on that theme. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll definitely be sure to get a link to that in the show notes, but can you remind us what's the, what's the URL if somebody's listening and wants to type in and jump to your blog right away? Sure. So there's the www.gerarddawson.org is the is the URL, um, and one of the one of the recent posts there. I think it's thirty two something like I got a long list of questions. Thirty two yeah. unanswered questions um, for uh, using technology in a in a healthy way, or something along those lines. Basically, it's just all the things I'd like to explore um, that, that I think you know both educators and and parents. Uh, and school leaders too uh, need to at least consider, if not answer, definitively, um, relatively soon as we as we kind of rapidly embrace technology in the, the classroom and our our, pers our personal lives. So it's not really a, a doom and gloom approach where you know technology is is ruining our minds, but it's not a completely you know utopian optimism approach either where technology will fix everything. I'm trying to look at it as objectively and 
and pragmatically as, as possible to decide, you know, how can we use these tools to, to learn more and, and teach better, but um, how can we do so while also, you know, keeping our minds and our bodies as healthy as, as they can be. Yes, and again, I'll just echo, I really appreciate that you're bringing both a critical stance, but also a creative and forward-looking and, and a stance that uh, tries to get us to maybe rethink our relationships with the devices, both ourselves as educators, as well as our students and how they could be using their devices uh, as well. So I really appreciate your time today. I know you're right after school at the moment we're recording this and need to get on with the rest of your afternoon. So Thank you ever so much for all you do each day for your students and for taking the time. Thanks very much, Troy. It's great to talk to you. Writing Matters with Dr. Troy Hicks is a writable podcast. Discover more episodes and subscribe on your favorite streaming platforms or check out filmed episodes on YouTube. Writable offers more than 600 writing prompts and assignments with a range of feedback and assessment tools to help you build more purposeful, proficient writers. Learn more at writable.com.